right. Well, Father, Happy New Year. It's the first podcast of the year, Dad, and I'm so excited to be back. I know that you are excited to be here with all of us. And I just want to thank you so much, Father, for just all of the listeners that we have all over the world. I just want you to just bless everybody especially awesome today. I pray, God, that they would, you're just wherever they are, Father, whether they're listening in a car, whether they're in their bathroom getting ready or on the treadmill or here live, Father, just wherever, wherever the listener is, Lord, I just pray right now, God, that there would just be an outpouring of your presence and your glory, (laughs) just your, your tangible, oh, just your goodness right here, God. I just pray just kisses for every single listener right now, God. Just just tons and tons of daddy kisses. I have such a sense tonight, Father, that you are just so proud of your kids. You're just so proud of each and every one. I thank you that there's not a thing they can do that to upset you. That you are never upset with them. That you... You just see the tiniest little progress, Father. They don't even, they're probably frustrated with themselves over and you just celebrate it. You're just so thrilled with your kids. And I thank you that you just want me me to tell them, I can just hear you talking already, just to tell them you're my favorite. Lord, I thank you that you're just going to say it to him again. You're my favorite. And I just thank you, God, that you're going to, I just feel you're just, um, you're in a little honoring mood headed into 2020 and you're going to prove some things to your kids this year. And you're going to prove just how crazy you are about them and just how good of a father you really are. Father, you supply all of our needs. You supply all of our wishes, our dreams. You are the dream maker. You are the wish fulfiller. And so, Lord, we just praise you in advance for what you're going to speak tonight. We ask you just to fill my thoughts, fill my words with your presence and your glory and your anointing. Think through my mind. And do what you want to do. And we just give you glory for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, awesome. It is our first podcast of the new year. I'm actually recording this on January 5th. And who knows when you'll actually be listening to it. So it may feel a little strange that I'm all excited about Happy New Year when you're listening. But I I just am excited. I'm excited for so many reasons. And I think I'm most excited really about the progress that Jesus made <laughs> last year. <laughs> um, and I don't know how you're feeling. I don't know if, if you, how you're feeling about last year. I know in a lot of ways it was a tough year for, for a lot of people. Um, but I tell you, Jesus accomplished a lot and if you were one of those that is kind of thinking, oh, thank goodness 2019 is over, I want to encourage you because for those that, 
you know, you, maybe you just don't see a lot of a manifestation of the things that you've been standing for. Well, I just want you to know that most of what Jesus is doing is underground. Okay. There is so much he is doing in the body of Christ right now in the, in the, really it's an inside out work. It's think of it like a tree and you know, it's winter here in the mountains, obviously. And if I go out and I look at the aspens, there's no, there's no leaves on them. It just, you know, it just looks like everything's dead, but that's not what's happening underground, right? There, there's growth happening in the invisible. <laughs> Those roots are growing. Uh, you know, the tree is, is, is growing, even though the tree is growing, even though it, it, you may not, you may not recognize that from the outside. And that's really what I want you to think about. And I want you to kind of summarize your 2019. If you just feel like, oh gosh, that was a rough year. I just, you know, I don't feel like I accomplished that much. Or you just have like a lot of, maybe just kind of not like a, thank goodness it's over attitude about last year. Just know that Jesus was not, not busy. He was very busy last year. And the results of the work that he did in 2019 are about to become visible in 2020. All right. Now, for those of you that totally feel like 2019 was, you know, a huge year for growth and a huge, you know, that you made some huge strides, that the Lord made some huge strides in accomplishing what he wanted to accomplish in your life. Well, I just want to encourage you too to say that, guess what? 2020 is going to be more of that. This is just, this is, we are entering into such an acceleration, uh, in just really what God is wanting to do. Uh, and, and I, I'm confident in saying that because I really know that the people that listen to these podcasts are here by divine, um, just by divine appointment. I mean, I don't feel right now that I've got, you know, this word for every person in the body of Christ <laughs> as it relates to coming into 20 and 20, but I do feel like I have a very specific word and a very specific, my fingers on the pulse of what God is doing in the people that he has connected to me. And I, you know, I'm thinking of it like our tribe. And so that's really what I want to talk about tonight is I, I did sit down with the Lord. I did spend some time with him and get a word uh, for the new year. And I think it's kind of interesting because I, I usually, I usually sit down with him the week between Christmas and New Year's. And so I'm, you know, ready to go January 1st to get that thing published. But I'll tell you, Jesus has been doing something in my life um, so powerful, especially as we kind of came into the fourth quarter of 2019. He really turned up the heat in my life. And it, I believe it also is really going to make more sense when I share the word with you. But uh, what I mean by that is, is he's really forcing me to just stay in today's grace and to take it, take life a, a day at a time, not even a day at a time, but really just a moment by moment, uh, really connecting to what he's doing and what he's speaking and what his agenda is for each and every single day. And I'll tell you, it's a new way to live uh, for me uh, because I've always been, you know, I feel like, you know, way out you know, running so fast and sometimes just way out in front of the Lord. And, and he's done a, a, a powerful work, even in my own life, really just to slow me down and get me more in sync 
and more just living out of a place of rest. And because of that, what that looked like this year is that, you know, he just didn't even want to talk about 2020 until I got here. So that was a real switch for me. Uh, but anyway, I want to jump in and talk a little bit about the word that God gave me for 2020. And I'm very, uh, I'm really excited about the word, although it's also a very different word <laughs> than I probably have given in the last 20 years of ministry. Uh, and I'll go ahead and and kick it off here and share it with you. And I think you'll see why after we jump into it. So the the title of the word for 2020 is called Mastering the One Thing. I'm going to say it again, Mastering the One Thing. And if you had to just pick one word and not a phrase for 2020 that I believe he is speaking to those that are connected with me, it is the word mastery. I'll say it again. It is the word mastery. And I'm just going to read out of my journal. I know that's probably not the most exciting way to do a podcast, but I really don't want to miss anything. Uh, I just want to give it to you guys the exact way that I got it. And so bear with me uh, if it sounds like I'm reading because I am. <laughs> okay. Um, here's how it started. He said, 2020 is going to be the year that you learn to abide in me. It is a continuation of the word that I gave you for 2019 because I'm not finished with the work I started in your tribe last year. And I will not stop until I finish the good work that I've begun. If you want to know what I'm speaking over 2020, 2020, go back and look at what I spoke over 2019. And I'm going to pause here for a moment because I really feel like that's also an invitation for everyone that's listening. So this isn't just, you know, about me going back and looking to see what God spoke over me in 2019. I also encourage you to go back and look at what God spoke to you last year. Because here's what he says. He says, was it, was it accomplished? Was it completed? What about the words I spoke in 2018, 2017, 2016? Now I'm going to stop here because I just got to something else from the Lord. Um, I got the... We are in, I would, I like to call it a full circle. <laughs> How many of you know, a lot of times you go around the mountain and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going around the mountain again, right? And you get back to this, this, this set of circumstances in your life. And the circumstances, I mean, they may have different people in it. You may have a different job. You might live in a different city. You might attend a different church. You might... What am I trying to say? You know, like it, it's not the exact same thing, but dang it, it's the exact same thing, you know? And that full circle around, I just want to, first of all, encourage you that you're not living in the movie Groundhog Day, okay? <laughs> that it is not the exact same, you know, thing over and over and you're just going to be stuck here for, you know, all eternity. But the, because here's the, here's, here's the reality of it. Guess what? You're different. Okay, it might be a similar situation, but you are not the same person. And 
going around the circle has been a process of shaking off the things off of you that didn't fit the authentic identity of who you actually are. And you are today more authentically who God created you to be than you were in those previous go-rounds. Okay? So the reason I'm sharing that is because when God's saying go back to 2018, 2017, 2016, I mean, some of us need to go back to words that God spoke to us in 2013, that God spoke to us in 2010, that God spoke to us in 2005, because why? They have yet to be fulfilled. And you really are standing for some promises that have yet to come to pass. And so as I continue to read, I may stop and interject some things, but here's the other piece that I felt like God spoke to me after he said this full circle, full circle. Because he also said, I said, okay, full circle, now what? And he said, the restoration of all things. And so the restoration of all things is obviously a a scriptural promise that Jesus, it's Jesus's mission. And it's also Jesus's finished work. It's both. It's a finished work and it's an ongoing manifestation. And Jesus won't stop until the full manifestation of the restoration of all things. And so this, this full circle travel back to some of these previous words is a very important exercise that I feel like God is asking us to do. And, and it's really easy again. I mean, it's already January 5th when I'm recording this thing. And by now people, you know, some people have already thrown in the towel on their new year's resolutions. You know, I mean, that's, that's how, that is how little, you know, how short our focus is, how we are so easily distracted. Okay. But that is, this is not the time to move on to something new (laughs) without really allowing the Lord to finish what he hasn't finished. And so I'll keep reading here. He says, what about the words I spoke in 2018, 2017, 2016? He said, so many of my kids are going from word to word, thing to thing, person to person, teaching to teaching, ministry from ministry. He said, and that's not how I work. He said, I am patient. I will wait thousands of years if that's what it takes to see my word fulfilled. How many of you know in Isaiah, right? In Isaiah, is it 55? Yeah. That says that his word does not return void. And I I don't know this to be the case, but in my mind, we are probably living in the most prophetic generation that has ever hit the planet. Uh, you think about it. I mean, you can get prophetic training. (laughs) You can get this and that and this and that. I mean, it, it is, I just, and then we've got the internet. We've got, just access to information. We just, we, we, we can eat the, so much good meat. <laughs> it really, we can, it's like going, you know, to a different steakhouse. We can go to, you know, 10 steakhouses in, in an hour. Really? Uh, just the, the, the access that we have to quality 
prophetic teaching and prophetic training and stuff. It's just amazing. But here's the thing. The quantity does not mean that there is quality. And God is not, you know, a microwave manifester. He is about authenticity. He is about deep things. He's a deep dude. You know, I mean, he, he's deep. And so I know this to be the case. And let me tell you, it's just, it's tempting for it not to be the case. I mean, gosh, think about it. We can watch movies on demand. We just have everything right at our fingertips. But it is important for us to realize that, you know what? There is, there is something too waiting on the Lord. There is something too not going 90 miles an hour all the time. Why? Because here's what he says. That is not how I work. I'm patient. Thousands of years are like a day to the Lord. Dude, like seriously? Like that is some patience. It's like he can wait a thousand years and it feels like a day. That's incredible. That's incredible. He says, and he says this, I'm just going to keep reading what he says. 2020 is an instant gratification generation. And he said, the decades leading us here have created an instant gratification church. He said, but I am shaking the foundations, especially in the West. I am shaking everything that can be shaken. And I will have my way with my bride. Uh, Now, I'll stop here for a moment again and just kind of expand on a little bit. You know, a moment ago when I talked about full circle, you know, what I said was, is that that, that, that spin cycle <laughs> that you've been in. Okay. Think about the movie Groundhog Day. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, it's probably worth a watch. Hopefully it's clean enough. I'm not going to offend somebody. It's been years since I watched it. I don't even know what, what it, I don't even know what's rated. But anyway, the point is, is that Bill Murray, the main character, he wakes up every single day and he's reliving the same day every single day. But here's the different. He's different. Here's, here's what's different every single day. He's awake. He's aware that he's living the same day. And he's learning every single day something that he didn't know the day before. So he's in the exact same circumstance every single day. Totally predictable day. Yet he's showing up different every single day. And he starts manipulating it based upon what he learned from his previous experiences living in the Groundhog Day. Does that make sense? It's a Groundhog Day. That's the name of the movie. The actual day is a Groundhog Day. So what is the point here? The point is, is a lot of times we think about going around the same, we're almost like we almost resent it. And Bill Murray resents it. He gets really annoyed in the movie that he's having to live the same day over and over and over and over again. But here's the thing. What I said was happening as you're going through that spin cycle is that you, the real you, everything that can shake off of you that is not you is coming off in that repeat. So it's not, don't get frustrated if you find yourself still working on the same junk that you call junk, (laughs) you know, for the last five years. It is working, beloved. It is working. And there is a paradigm shift that I have made 
that it is one of the most powerful paradigm shifts that I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> and it just disempowered the enemy at such a another level that I, I just don't even, I can't even imagine how mad he must be. Like he's, he must be spitting nails at this point. I don't know what he, how mad he must be that I have just stopped playing this game with him. And the game is, is that somehow the things that are going on in my life are against me. What I figured out, and I'm not saying that, you know, God's bringing them. I'm not saying that, but I will tell you they're perfect. They're the perfect battle. It's the perfect battle. It's the perfect challenge. It's the perfect obstacle. It's the perfect amount of resistance to develop me into the authentic version of me that can fulfill the reason that I'm on the planet. And so I stopped having a relationship. I stopped believing that somehow I'm in some war and I started believing that life is showing up for me. And again, you know, I never understood how Paul could rejoice in all things or give thanks in all things. You know, it's like, you know, because in one sense you go like, oh, well, you don't give thanks when, when you, when you're attacked with physical sickness or you don't give thanks when you're attacked with a financial burden or, you know, something goes on in your relationships or something like that's not a reason to give thanks. Oh, there's a lesson in this. Oh yeah. There's a dominion in this. Oh yeah. There is a freedom from external things no longer governing your inner world that you don't get when your when your external world is all good you know years ago i got a word from the lord said that he was making me impervious to pressure you know what for the first while that was not a fun word till i figured out wait this is a freedom word this is a freedom word and so what am i going to say every time this 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 these things assemble in your lives it's an opportunity for you to use it and learn apparently there's still something that you have there's a ceiling there's a ceiling that you have to bust through so that you never have to experience that thing again all right think about it we have we have ceilings we have set points for everything in our life we have beliefs about how much we should weigh how much money we should have all kinds of ceilings in our life. But there is a transformation that's happening through this repeat. And so there has been a full circle that was completed for many of us headed into coming into this year. Okay, now, I'm going to keep reading. Let me go back for a moment. 2020 is an instant gratification generation. The decades leading us here have created an instant gratification church. But I'm shaking this, I'm shaking the foundations, especially in the West. I'm shaking everything that can be shaken. I will have my way with my bride. So this, this shaking that I'm talking about is that shaking off of everything that is not authentic. And so he says to me, if you want to know what I'm speaking over 2020, then you have to start with what I said in 2019. And we can go from there. He said, and this was a very important part of this word. He said, 2020 is a year to slow down. Now, so what I did at that point, and I mean, if if you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, and thankfully you can go back on, you know, the different streaming platforms, iTunes and FM player and all of that. And you can go, you know, all of the episodes are laid out. 
but last year was one of the, really the first years that, that I taught off and on about the prophetic word that I gave in January all year long. Like I was not released to get off of it. And it was kind of funny to me that God, you know, it's, it's like, duh, when you, when God said it, but he's like, well, what would make you think just because, you know, the calendar switched over to January and it's 2020 that all of a sudden it's like, oh, cut that off. We can't talk about that anymore. That's like, that's not how growth works. That's not how that is. The calendar might've changed, but God didn't. <laughs> Guess what? Right? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His, he, he changes not. So it, it's a, it's a little bit of a, you know, we got to think about that because that's just not what we're accustomed to. We're, we're, you know, we're accustomed to just moving on new. I'm doing a new thing. Hallelujah. You know, well, did he finish the old thing? Did he, did you finish the old thing? I mean, cause Jesus fulfilled the old before there was a new. So I'm just going to reread it and, and I may paraphrase it a little bit because goodness knows you can go back to all those podcasts and go and get it. But here's what he said last year. And this is so important because last year's word was how to be truly successful. And I'll tell you that quest to be truly successful is a, I don't even know how many billions of dollar, dollars a year industry that it is. But it is, people are spending billions of dollars on learning and investing in themselves and teachings and all these things to have a successful life. And this is an incredible secret. So I'm I'm excited that he doesn't want us to forget it because in, in bringing us back to it, he says, In order to be truly successful in life, my kids must live out of their true identity. They must live out of who they are in Christ. They must live out of the place where they are abiding in me. This means that each of them must stop identifying with their old self-image. This ungenerated me, this separated me, this alienated me, this independent me, this me no longer exists. It is just a memory of who they've experienced themselves to be over the course of their lifetime. However, this memory of me, who in reality no longer lives, must die in their minds. You cannot identify with the old man and the new man at the same time. You cannot be joined to me and independent or separate from me at the same time. The state of abiding in Christ is the normal perpetual state of being for a believer. This oneness is always their identity, regardless if they are aware of it or not. Separation is always an illusion. However, when someone is under this illusion, my life cannot flow through them. And as a result, they cannot produce the fruit, i.e. the results that they want. You can only produce the fruit that comes, uh, you can only produce the fruit, my fruit, when you're connected to me. 
My results are produced by abiding. But remember, child, it is one thing to know intellectually who you are in Christ. But it is an entirely different thing to live out of this identity as your default way of being. Success in life isn't found in setting and achieving more goals. Success in life is found in living life in union with me. Will you set and achieve goals living this way? Of course you will. You will set and achieve my goals. I will accomplish my goals, my will, and release my kingdom through you as you abide. However, you and your life will not be defined by these accomplishments and by these goals for who you are and your success in life is singularly defined by who you are in me. So I took the time to read that because you got to put the context into what God, what is God actually doing? Well, he's doing more of that. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit about this, this slow down. Cause it, it literally, that was the next word, all caps, slow down. Don't be so quick to go from thing to thing to thing. Abiding is a state of being. And it's learning to live in the now. It's all about staying awake. Awake to my presence and flowing with me. And being led by me to the point that you don't move independently. Who is actually building your life? You or me? Who is fulfilling your life purpose? You or me? And remember, there's a scripture that says, faithful is he that calls you. He will also do it. He says, whose goals are you even pursuing? Yours or mine? What I want is you. Again, all caps. I want to live my life through you every moment of every day. I want you to remain in me. I want you to stay connected to my voice. I want you to follow my instructions. I want to accomplish my agenda through you. I want to release my kingdom, heaven, through you. So what does that mean practically? It means death to the independent you. Death to living under the influence of anything but me. That's right. I want you under the influence at all times. When people talk about being under the influence, it normally means that they're not in their right mind. But when I talk about being under the influence, I'm talking about staying in your right mind, my mind. I want to influence your thoughts, your feelings, your choices, every aspect of your life. 
Why? Because what I always want for Christmas is you. This isn't about a new word. This isn't about setting new goals. This is about surrendering to such a degree and allowing my life to flow to you, through you to such a degree that you cannot discern where you end and where I begin. It's about experiencing perpetual communion and union with me. And sweetheart, as I said, if this takes you the next 20 years to learn, so be it. Why? Because it's the key to living a successful life. It's not about toil. It's not about achieving goals and building things and staying busy or doing works and all of these activities in some independent manner. It's about my life flowing through you. It's about my will and my goals being fulfilled by me through you. And I probably could have kept going, but I stopped there because it was, it was, I think we get it. At least I got it. I don't necessarily get it all the time, <laughs> but I heard it. <laughs> You know, the thing I love about this, this word, and I, I, I kind of joke sometimes with people. I do. And I, when I'm interviewing people for Emerge and stuff, you know, it's like, I, don't you love the fact that this is the way I describe it. Jesus has done something to me. I have no idea exactly how to even describe what it is. And I have no idea how he actually did it, but I just want him to keep doing that. <laughs> just keep doing that, Jesus. Keep changing me. Keep, keep drawing me deeper. Keep telling me my part so that I can do it. Because when I do that, you know, my part's not the hard part. It's your part that, that, that does the, the work. And, and that's what I, I see, you know, guys. And I, I can share, you know, I, gosh, I am a living testimony. I mean, I, this is a work God's been doing in me for a while, but, and I still, you know, I feel closer than I ever have before. And the fruit of it is so sweet. But at the same time, that little independence thing, it's sneaky. I mean, we have, you know, you don't even realize, if you, especially me. I mean, I'm, I'm a type A, uh, you know, truthfully, the more, the more you are a leader of something, or you, you know, you started something and you have to steward something, even if it's your job, or you know this, the more responsibility you get, the more things there are to do. And truthfully, you get to a place, it's a lot of times where it's really too much to do. I don't know if that's how you feel, but that's, that's kind of how I feel every day. I kind of feel like, well, you know, this is all too much to do. So it's forced me. It's been perfect because it has forced me like, okay, well, I can just, I can only do what you tell me to do because I couldn't do it all if I tried. But that's a gift. It's a gift when you have to depend on the Lord. And I just can tell you this, that if, if, if you and I will endeavor really to just make 
And it sounds so simple. I mean, it really does. It's, it's, you know, what is this? Practicing the presence of God? Um, staying in the place where you are connected to his voice? I mean, it's, it's, you know, for those that have been walking with the Lord for a little while and can hear his voice, it's not a new thing. It's not a new, necessarily a new skill. It's a, it's a new habit. It's a new practice, meaning you just aren't allowing you. Here's the thing. It's kind of the way I describe it in my own life. And I'm, I mean, I hear, I'm in my fifties at this point. So I've got a little bit of life behind me, but when you've lived a certain way, your whole life and you get into like my age, right? You don't even realize you don't have a grid for how it's supposed to be different because it's the only normal you've ever known. And what God is talking about guys in this word is about having a new normal. It's about living out of a new normal of and living out of your true identity in Christ. And sometimes we have so much knowledge and so much scripture and so much mental agreement <laughs> with the gospel and with the word of God uh, that we actually think we've got it. But the gospel is not an intellectual, I mean, it is in one, in one sense. I mean, it, you do want to understand it. it. There is an intellectual component to grasping it. But the gospel is supposed to be a completely regenerated, revolutionary life. It's not supposed to be a, a message we believe. It's supposed to be a way of being that we live. I'm going to say that again. The gospel is not just supposed to be a message that we believe. It's supposed to be a way of being, a way that we live, a way that we are. And when I say live, it's not even, it's, it's, it's supposed to be, <laughs> it's not supposed to be an effort. You know, the tree's not out there trying to, you know, squeeze out an apple. You know, it's just being a tree. Meaning our nature, our nature as sons, our nature is new creation. Our nature is the righteousness of God and holiness and peace. That's our nature. And it's not supposed to be, it's supposed to be a way of being. And, and I'm not saying that we don't have emotions, that we don't have things that we have to deal with, but do you know that you're not your emotions? You're not your thoughts. How do I know that? Because you can observe them at the same time you think them. You can observe them as the same time you feel them. And when you do observe them and you do feel them from a place of watching, you are actually being a being that is not under the mind of the flesh. There is a mind of the spirit. There is a, there is a way of being while in the flesh that is life. And we, I, I believe that Jesus wouldn't have told us that apart from him we can do nothing if that wasn't a deep truth that we need to that we need to spend more time on. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, obviously, we can do some stuff. But what does that mean? You can do nothing. Meaning that that, that the way to do everything, the way to do everything, 
is not apart from him. Abiding is the Christian way. You know, remaining in him is the Christian way. And so, oh, beloved, I just thank you for tuning in tonight and hearing this because I believe that really the opportunity here is just an invitation. I I believe it's the Father's invitation to understand what he's doing in our lives. And I think it's just an invitation into greater intimacy with him this year. Uh, an opportunity to slow down. Uh, and when I say slow down, it's, I mean, physically, some of us need to slow down. You know, I can race through the grocery store and it's like, was I, you know, I can get back in the car and be like, it was like, you know, I don't know. Was I disassociated the entire time I was just in the grocery store? You know, so for some of us, it's very practical, like breathe already, slow down, don't rush. There's some practical things in that, like get up a little earlier. So you physically don't have to rush because guess what? Rushing it's very hard to walk in the spirit and rush. So there's a practical part of that, like slow down. But it's also more than just that practical part. It's It means, what is God saying? What is God doing? Our time is so precious. You know, our time is so precious. Man, don't we want to be on God's agenda for the day? Don't we want to be on God's agenda for the conversation that we're having with people? Don't we want to be on God's agenda? I mean, you know, slow down. I mean, we're, we're connect with the people that you may not even know. I mean, this is literally, I felt like when I was getting the word and the Lord, as he's been ministering this to me, it's almost like, it's like he wants us to like to dress up like a monk a little bit, like not, you know, in the spirit. It's like we, he wants us to live like a monk's life. With outside of the monastery, <laughs> you know, and just, I, I kept thinking of things like Brother Lawrence or Gregory Boyd's book, um, Present Perfect, which I, those are great books to read, you know, just meaning, you know, Brother Lawrence was just washing dishes, you know, in ecstasy because he was enjoying communion with Jesus. It was Jesus washing dishes. And I just, I just want to encourage you to really make this word, I feel like it's an anchor. You know, it's an anchor that you, I mean, you can, you can, you can anchor down on this word and prioritize the, this, this word, go back and listen to it again, go back and look at, you know, the prophecies that God's spoken of your life. Why? Because that's the fruit. You know, the prophecies that you've had in your life, that is the fruit. That's the eternal fruit that God wants to produce through your life. There's people that are going to be impacted by those prophecies and the fruit that you're going to produce. And it's going to come how? Through abiding, through intimacy, through hearing his voice. And that is truthfully the most important practice, if you will, is that, you know, intimacy with God and living out of really working with the Lord so that you just, that, that old identity is just, it is just dead, 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 dead. And you will find that as you, as you go there, man, your relationship with yourself is completely changed. You relate your, 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 your relationship with other people 
it affects everything. And so let me pray, pray us out uh, and, and just leave you with this admonishment. I believe that we are on the precipice, the precipice, if that's the right word, of one of the greatest moves of God that the world has ever seen. And I really know with everything in me that there is a deep underground work that God has been doing in those that have ears to hear. And, you know, I had a, I had a call right around New Year's with about 20 people that were considering a merge. And so we were together just hearing God and, and talking about that. And man, I tell you, I, I didn't mean to preach, but a preach came on. <laughs> and, I, and I just, I, I got to share it. I, I was going to close, but the Lord just stopped me. And the preach really was this. You know, the Western church doesn't, it's not like we live in China. It's not like we live in the Middle East. It's not like we're faced with death every day for our faith. And honestly, we can get lulled into this idea that, you know, being a Christian means you do Christian stuff. Like you go to church and you go to Bible studies and you participate in small groups and then you go to the fire conference and then you, you know, you go to the, you know, like you can actually be lulled into thinking like that is Christian life and, and really miss the point. You know, the Christian life costs everything. It really is a leave your nets and follow me. It really is leave it all. It means no agenda. It means he, he bought you with his blood. This isn't about heaven, although of course it includes heaven. <laughs> it's about being possessed with heaven. It's about a purpose that Jesus wants to fulfill through you wearing your skin. And that is risky. That is costly. Is it worth it? Oh, without a doubt. It's worth every drop of blood. It's worth every bit of heaven's bounty. It's worth it all. And here's the, the, the thing that, that is crazy about it. You know, there's a scripture that talks about losing your life to find it. Sometimes we're holding so tight, we're holding so tight onto an artificial life that seems safe when it's not even living. But it's kind of like I was saying, you know, I'm 50 and I didn't know any different because I've been that way my whole life. Because it's all you know, you don't have anything to compare it to. But here's the thing. I think this is why God wanted me to have the preach on here is because I have, I guess I had a responsibility to tell you that. Like the Christian life is not comfortable. The Christian life is not meant to be, it's meant to be glorious. 
it's meant to be, I mean, full of glory. It's meant to be signs and wonders and miracles and heaven on earth. I mean, it's meant to be amazing. Heaven on earth. But that's not comfortable. That's not something you afford. That's not something that you, you, you live a normal life of, you know, like, like, like the world and think that's, now I'm doing something. And why am I sharing that? Because for some of you, this is the year you're going to really sell out. This word is going to be the year, this is going to be the year you leave it all. This is going to be the year that, you know, I experienced back when I was 33, when I got on the floor and, you know, I just, I mean, I, I gave up my life, all rights, 100%. I have no rights. I have a say, I can argue, but I, I never win. And, and some of you, for some of you, it's a resurrender. I mean, hey, I mean, you have to resurrender all the time. I mean, God asks me occasionally. He'll be like, is it still a yes? <laughs> I always laugh when he asks me. I'm like, well, let me think about it for a minute, you know, and then may, it's a maybe sometimes I'll say. He knows I'm joking. Of course it's a yes. Of course it's a yes. And so for some of you, that's going to be, there's, you know, God's, God asks us to do scary things. Why? Because he wants to be God. He wants to be God. He wants to let you know that he's, he's not a liar. He is who he says he is. And he's, he is well able to keep the world running. And so I want to pray grace, grace, grace over every listener. Father, you know the call of God on every single person's life. You know the fruit. You know the fruit that they're destined to carry as the branch that's connected to you. It's beautiful fruit. It's glorious fruit. It's juicy fruit. It tastes like heaven. And it's transformative. And God, I I don't know about everybody, but I know I can speak for me. I do not want to get to the end of my life having not fulfilled the reason for my life. And so, God, I just say prune, lift up, do what is necessary, God, so that You can shake off of us what needs to be shaken off. And teach us, God, teach us the secret, the secret way of abiding. Do in us what we can't do, God. And cause us (laughs) to be more fruitful in 2020 than we have ever been before. And I'm just going to prophesy it this way. I just declare right now in the name of Jesus that 2020 is the most fruitful year of our lives. I declare uh, that we are abiding. I declare that every version of our identity that is independent and separate has died. And that we are living out of our true identity. We are abiding in the true vine, Jesus Christ. We are, we are remaining in union. 
And Father, you're doing the work. You are building our lives. You are setting our goals. You are uh, accomplishing your agenda. You are flowing through us. You are truly doing the work to establish heaven on earth. And you are being glorified through our lives like never before. (laughs) I just declare in Jesus' name, the glory of God, the glory of God, the manifested glory of God being released manifested glory, Father, through our lives. I'm just thinking about John 17 when Jesus said, Father, he said, Father, I have glorified you here on earth for I have completed the work that you gave me to do. God, thank you for the glory. Thank you for the glory, the glory, glory, glory that is coming through our lives. We are glorifying you in 2020. We are, we are demonstrating who you are. We are a tangible example of the Father's heart and the Father's love and the Father's power and Jesus' victory. We are a, a living epistle. We are a demonstration on the go. You are, that you are faithful, that you have overcome Jesus, that you wear the victor's crown, that all of creation knows your name, <laughs> that you are high and lifted up, that there is no other name except your name, Jesus. Thank you for that degree of glory that we have yet to manifest being obtained this year, God. Thank you for the words that have yet to manifest over our lives, God. A a, a lifetime of words for some of us, God. But thank you that this is a year of mastering the one thing. And as a result, it is more fruitful than ever before. And that one thing is leading to a million things. That one thing is leading to fruit galore. Glory fruit. Glory fruit. So much fruit. I thank you that we are about to be astounded with your (laughs) ability to get it done. And I thank you for delivering us, God, from independence for delivering us from toil, delivering us from trying to do your job. We say yes to it all, God, and we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, as always... If you are being blessed by these podcasts, I really encourage you, head on over to Shalise.com, partner with us, support the ministry financially. We covet your prayers as well, Uh, but join with us. Be a part of what God is doing through this ministry. And remember, every one of your gifts uh, is absolutely an, an opportunity for you to receive the grace and the, uh, just the glory that is on <laughs> these podcasts. It, there is something that happens when you honor the gift. And so I just encourage you, uh, to do that today. And then of course, as always, if you are ready, when I say ready, okay, I mean ready, ready to get off of the treadmill of going through the motions of your life 
without fulfilling the reason for your life, if you are ready to step into your purpose, to get clear, to hear God like never before, and start, you know, be one of those people that is leaving their nets to follow Jesus and start doing your life purpose, well, I encourage you, send us an email at info at shalice.com. That's info at S-C-H-L-Y-C-E.com and inquire about Emerge School of Transformation. We are transforming lives. I, I, I always joke that it's, I would have called it Emerge School of Transfiguration, but that's just weird. But that's exactly what's happening in this school. God is revealing the glory that he stuffed into you <laughs> when he recreated you in Christ. And uh, email us. If you're interested and we will get you on the phone, walk you through the application process and talk to you more about it. But God bless you. Happy New Year. And uh, we will be uh, back with our regular podcasts. Talk to you soon.